smarter, dream bigger, live brighter. This show is hosted by the dexterous diva herself, Miss Jo Giffey. Your new secret weapon for whip smart workflow, marketing mastery, social media prowess and all the creativity and technology you can handle. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 25 of Work Smarter, Dream Bigger, Live Brighter and it's Joe Gifford here. Today I have a super special guest who's going to be holding the mic for me. I've invited some of my colleagues and co-workers and, and collaborators and biz friends to contribute to the podcast on occasion and I just thought this is a really great way to allow them to share their amazing tips with you for you guys to really benefit from some people whose journeys I've been part of and and whose you know work I really admire and the lady that I have for you today Jen Scalia is just one such lady um so Jen and I met and you know she explains this a little bit in her in her podcast for you we met last April, so April 2014, we were both part of a group and I'm going to shout out the awesome Becca Tracy of the uncagedlife.com. We were both part of her Uncage Your Biz group, which is a month's um, sort of group with Becca and it really helps you to get your biz to the next level and it's a brilliant experience. Jen Scalia was someone who like really stood out from the crowd and from those amazing ladies in that group, you know, some have become friends, some have become clients as well as friends and and Jen and I since then have kind of been on a path of growth we then joined um, um, Denise Duffield Thomas's Get Rich Lucky Bitch boot camp at the same time and you can find my link for that uh, in the show notes um, it's dexterousdiva.co.uk forward slash lucky bitch and then we were both working with the amazing um, Rebecca T. Dixon. Um, we're both now experts on, on Becca's um, Clients Clarity and Cash um, sort of program, which is just amazing for female coaches. It's a brilliant, brilliant program. Um, and Jen Scalia and I are both experts on that. And Jen has just, like, she's had an explosive business growth over the last six months to a year she has you know this woman works really hard she hustles really hard she like she invests in herself in her business and she has such an ethic to self self-improvement and learning all the time to you know really getting herself to the next level it's just amazing to have been even part of that journey by kind of experiencing the same things that she has, but also to be just standing here watching her stuff go crazy. And Jen has some amazing tips for you guys today on email marketing. And she is someone who you should definitely, definitely check out. Um, so Jen is going to be here sharing 10 tips for um, email marketing and of course you can check her out on her site jenscalia.com. Do go over and say hi um, and so yeah without further ado here is the amazing Jen. Hello everyone this is Jen from jenscalia.com and I am excited to be here as Joe's guest for today. So Again, I am Jen Scalia. I am a best-selling author, visibility coach, and business strategist. I work with coaches and other online entrepreneurs to help them get in front of their ideal clients by showing up and standing out in a crowded industry. I've coached hundreds of women entrepreneurs to get more clients, make more money, and achieve success online. 
I grew my list organically from 300 to over 5,000 in less than a year without spending a dime on advertising. I also booked over $100,000 in new clients in the first three months of 2015. I have over 10 years experience in marketing and social media, including starting and growing my own clothing line to an internationally known brand that was featured on reality TV shows and MTV. I've been published in the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Elite Daily, Tiny Buddha, and more. I also co-authored the book Against the Grain with Brian Tracy and have been featured on countless podcasts and telesummits. Again, I am so glad to be here today. I am so happy that Joe invited me. Joe and I met um, just a little over a year ago when we took a course together, and we've kind of been on this very eerily similar path um, through our businesses, through our entire journey, uh, through entrepreneurship. So it's been really cool to see each other kind of grow and, and see the huge changes that have happened over the past year. It's really amazing to just uh, think back or look back, look at the big picture and really see how much can happen in such a short period of time. So if you feel like you're struggling right now or you feel like it's not happening fast enough for you, I just want you to think about that. Even look back a year from where you are today and look at all you accomplished. Um, it really can happen super, super fast. And with all of the knowledge and information you get from Joe and her experts and some of the knowledge I'm going to give you today, um, you'll be able to make that even happen even faster for yourself. So today I actually want to talk about breaking the email marketing rules. So there's all these rules and, you know, things that we're supposed to follow in the online space. We see things all the time. There's so much content, there's so much noise. So it's really hard to distinguish what you should listen to and what, you know, can go by the wayside. So it's really about like tuning in and tapping into what feels really good for you and your business because one way of marketing or promoting may not feel good to you, and another way may feel really awesome to you. So always check in with yourself and your inner guidance on like which of these things feels really good to you. So today I'm actually gonna give you 10 tips on your email marketing and how you can use that. So for example, if you don't resonate with all 10, then you don't have to do these. Um, just take what feels good, take the little nuggets, use them for your business, and leave the rest. So I'm going to start off by one of the things that I actually learned from my mentor was sending out newsletters on a specific day. So this was always, you know, something that I taught my clients. I was always telling them, you know, uh, make sure that you are very consistent. If you're going to send out your newsletter on Tuesday, make sure that you send it out on Tuesday, every Tuesday at the same exact time. And, you know, that's the way I did it for myself for the longest time. But then I found that between... Tuesday number one and Tuesday number two, there was definitely stuff I wanted to say and it really sucked to be to have to hold that back and it really just didn't feel good to like have to wait until the following Tuesday to say what I needed to say or share what I wanted to share with my audience. So this is a rule that I began breaking a few months ago and 
I think it's been really, really good because instead of only sending on specific days, I only send when I have something to say. So if I have something that I created, if I'm doing a podcast or an affiliate for another coach, if I am doing an event, if something, you know, I come across something that I feel like my audience can really benefit from, I don't want to wait to send it. So only send something when you have something to say. And likewise, if you don't have something to say, don't just send crap. Make sure that you do have something to say. Make sure that the the content in your emails is very, very valuable because that is what's going to keep people on your list. It's one thing to get them on your list. It's a whole other thing to keep them on your list, especially because there's so much inbox competition. People just are getting inundated with stuff day after day, hour after hour, email after email. So you want to make sure that your stuff stands out. So you want to make sure that you are giving high, high value on every single correspondence you send out to your list. The next thing is something that I love doing, and it is to send love it or hate it emails. So much like I was saying before, there is a lot of competition. So if you're sending the same old boring, you know, emails saying, you know, six ways to do this and 10 ways to do that, and you're really not having any type of personality or, you know, stance on anything, you're going to get deleted pretty soon because they can get that information anywhere. They don't need to have that clutter their inbox. So what I mean with a love it or hate it email is for you to get really personal and authentic with your ideal client. Now notice I didn't say with your entire list. I said with your ideal client. So this is what you want to keep in mind when you're writing these emails. You are speaking from the heart. You are taking a stance for something. You are speaking to one specific person. Everyone else, don't worry about. And when you do this, what you're doing is you're really calling in those perfect clients. You're really calling in those people who are meant to work with you, who are going to adore you, who are going to become raving fans. And you're going to start to see, you know, other people who aren't exactly your ideal client or maybe people who will never buy from you kind of disappear and you will get unsubscribes. So don't worry about that because the unsubscribes are just a filter for you having a list that's really quality. Um, Which brings me to my next point, which is that the number really isn't that important. So you can have a list of 5,000 people, but if those 5,000 people are not engaged, then it really doesn't matter. However, you're going to have a list of 1,000 people, and if you get 80% open rates, which is crazy, by the way, but I know some people who do, um, then you have a better chance of selling, of calling in your tribe with that smaller number than someone who has a big number of unengaged, unresponsive people who aren't even opening up their emails. So the actual number on your list, for me, is not that important. Um, The number you want to really pay attention to is that number that shows you how many people opened your email. So let's say, for example, you know, um, I have about 5,000 people on my list. And I used to get upset because I was like, oh my gosh, only like 22% or 27% of people are opening. And, you know, I started to reframe because once I looked at that number and I saw that at least 12 to 15 to 1700 people 
were actually clicking and opening and reading my emails, that's the number I started to focus on. I really started to focus on the people who were opening my emails and didn't really worry too much about the people who didn't. So number four is to really nurture your current list um, instead of just trying to grow it. Now, of course, you're always going to be growing your list. You're always going to be putting things out there to try to build your list and get new people, of course. However, don't forget about the people who are already on your list. So you want to make sure that you really nurture these people. Um, like I was mentioning before, high, high value. Make sure that they feel like they're getting something special from you. So don't just build a whole list and then, you know, continue to build your list, but never communicate with the people who currently are on it. So just make sure that you really nurture nurture your current list like yes we have social media we have facebook groups we have twitter we have all these ways of getting in touch with our people but your list is your bread and butter because this is actually your platform these are your people whereas you know twitter could go away tomorrow facebook groups could be banned and then what are you going to do so you want to have a consistent um, communication with the people that are on your list Next is don't send the same emails that everyone else is sending. Now, I kind of touched on this earlier when I said, you know, about being vanilla and really just being bland and boring and saying, oh, here's, you know, the six best ways to use Twitter for your business. Like, that's all well and good. And I'm sure it's really, really great information. However, it, it doesn't move someone. It, there's no emotional factor there. So when you're sending your emails and, and think about this, like, are you sending something that has been said before? Are you sending something that your competitor is probably going to send next week? If that answer is even a slight yes, rethink and reframe what you're going to send out there. Make sure that you put your personality, your own unique spin, make sure that you are, you know, flipping it or creating some kind of controversy or even, you know, just looking at it from a different angle. Um, this is a tip I give to my membership site members is we, we had a content challenge and this is something that I actually had them do. And it was, you know, basically, you know, whatever your industry is saying right now, whatever everyone is on the, you know, bandwagon about, you come in from a completely different angle and people are going to want to read it. So say, for example, you're a health coach and, you know, everyone is talking about green smoothies and kale and all of these things that are so great for you. What if you were the health coach that was like, hey, you can eat ice cream and cookies and lose 10 pounds next week. Now, of course, it might seem a little bit like a stretch, but people are going to wonder. They're going to say, oh, my gosh, like. I want to know how to do that. So you want to really get people to get excited about your emails, really want to know what you're going to say next. All right, so number six is to get crafty with your email subject lines. Similar to sending the same emails, if you're sending a subject line that's tired, that's overused, that everyone in the industry uses, people just become blind to it. They just don't even look at it. Um, they're just going to delete. So, you know, make sure that you get um, really creative with these things. Make sure that you're putting some personality in here. Also, like I mentioned before, just kind of flipping the script on what your people are going to expect from you. Make it so enticing 
that they want to open the email. Next is to have one call to action at the end of every email. So I see this all the time. I get people's newsletters and there's just like all this stuff on there. You know, it's like, hey, read my latest blog post, check out my latest YouTube video, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Periscope, join my Facebook group. Oh, and by the way, I have this course for sale. You should get it. No, not going to work. You need to give people just one call to action at the end of all of your emails and that will actually pull them to take that action as opposed to giving them five different things to do and having them choose because they'll never do any of them. Next is to leave them hungry for more. So also at the end of your emails, you kind of want to, you know, entice them with what's coming next. So say if you did an email post or um, a newsletter or email about, you know, the five ways that you can get a flat tummy by next week. Then at the end of your email, you kind of want to give them a nudge that, hey, I have more, you know, and you can even say something like, watch out for next week's email where I'm going to be talking about how you can get buns of steel within three days. So give them that little hint that something even better is coming. And what this is going to do is it's actually going to make them want to open your next email. So make sure that you're doing that as well. Just giving them a little taste, a little hint of what's coming next so that when the next email does land in their inbox, they're ready and excited to open it. The next thing I do a lot, I always encourage my people to reply. So this would be actually my call to action um, on a specific email. So if I'm talking about, you know, something that I went through or some kind of struggle or something that I have learned that I share with my audience, I always, not always, but I do encourage them to reply. So on certain emails, if I really want to hear their opinion, or I really want to hear what's going on with them, I'll ask them and I'll just say, hey, have you ever gone through this? If so, hit reply. Or if you're giving them a call to action, um, maybe have them hit reply. Maybe you're telling them, you know, how to use Periscope for the first time for their business. Then you can tell them, hey, if you want me to follow you, just click reply and give me your username and I'll follow you on Periscope. You know, that's gonna be something that people are really going to want to reply to. Um, so also think about that because then now it's not just a one-way street. It's not just you broadcasting to these people, but you're actually going to interact with them. You're asking them questions. You're showing them that you actually care. So this is a really important tip and it's something that I use quite often in my email marketing and I have gotten anywhere from, you know, 12 to 20 to I think my highest like response rate, like actually emailing me back was like 40 people that emailed me back on a specific email that I sent out. So that is pretty darn good because I'm actually now creating and opening this line of communication with my audience that's not just one way. So really awesome tip right there. And finally, finally, is do not be afraid to sell on your emails. 
So I know that as coaches and online service providers, a lot of times we think that, you know, we just want to send out really great information, that we want to, um, you know, not bother our list. But here's the thing, you have a business to run. So in order for you to have a viable business, you need clients, you need to sell products, you need to sell stuff. So do not be afraid to sell on your email. As long as you know, you are giving valuable information and it's not always sell, sell, sell. Not every single email you, you send out is a sales email, but as long as you are really giving them valuable content over and over again, it is absolutely okay to sell on your email. And this is a big mistake I made in the beginning of my business because I really thought that the same things. Like I didn't want to bother them. I didn't want them to think that I was salesy or sleazy. Um, so I never gave them that call to action to actually buy something. Or if it came a time where I knew I was launching something and I wanted to send out an email, I was always nerve wracked. I always thought like, oh my gosh, like they're going to hate me. They're going to unsubscribe. Um, so I was always afraid to send out my sales emails. But now I've totally gotten over that. I realized that I've given my audience and continue to give my audience such great value that when I have something to offer, I'm going to offer it, especially when I know that it is going to benefit them. So those are my top 10 tips for breaking the email marketing rules. So I'm just going to go over them really quickly one more time. Uh, number one was to not worry so much about sending your emails out on specific days, but to send emails out when you have something to say. Number two is to send the love it or hate it email and don't worry about the unsubscribes because you will get them. Number three is that the actual list number isn't that important. Make sure that you're looking at the number of people that are opening your emails. Focus on that number and those people. Number four is while you're growing your list, make sure that you are nurturing your current list. Make sure that they know that you really care about them and that you want to continue to give them valuable information even as you are adding to your current list. Number five is don't send the same emails that everyone else is sending. You will get ignored. Number five is to get crafty with your email subject lines. Be really creative and unique here. Make sure that it's something that people are going to be dying to find out what's inside. Number seven is one call to action at the end of every post. Make sure that you leave it at one call to action. If you're giving people too much, they're just not going to do anything. Number eight is to leave them hungry for more by giving them a little teaser of what's to come in your future emails. Number nine is to encourage them to reply, ask them a question, ask them if they've ever struggled with something, ask them, offer them help, and ask them to reply to you personally so that you can open up a communication that is two-way. And finally, number 10 is don't be afraid to sell on your emails. So that is it, my friends. I want to thank Joe again for having me on. I really hope that you found this helpful. I really hope that you can take some or all of this and apply it to your business in a way that feels really good and authentic. Bye-bye. Uh,